Good morning. Welcome to the service today. The title of our message is taken from the effect of the Holy Spirit in us. And the title of the message thus is The Trailblazer. And we look at the trailblazer based on what did the Holy Spirit do within David that could be termed a trailblazer? And what does it do in our lives that could be termed trailblazers? And the way that we're going to be looking at this is the fact that we are privileged in that Jesus came and we had the Holy Spirit in us. You know, it differentiates our faith in that our faith talks of the three Godhead, the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is marvelous in that it changes us, it changes us in that our destiny is achieved because of what we have in us, it is achieved smoothly, faster, powerfully. And earlier on this week, it was discussed by the senior pastor, Pastor Gordon, that our theme for this year is that this year is the year of the Holy Spirit, where God says it will not be by your might, but it will be by his might that you will achieve and succeed in this year. So our scripture is taken from John 14, 15 to 23. Just to give you a bit of a background, here we see Jesus telling his disciples that when he goes, he will give the Holy Spirit in us. And on top of that, what I like about this scripture in John 14 is that it talks about the fact that the Holy Spirit comes in us and also it brings in the aspect of Jesus himself in us and the aspect of the Father in us. Now if you read John 14 from verse 15 to 23, it reads as follows. First it says, Jesus promises another helper. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper that he may abide in you. I just want you to know that, that he may abide in you, in you, in me forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because he is neither seen by him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit will be in you. So I will not leave you offense, I will come to you. In 19 it says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Further on down in 23 he says, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home in him. So earlier on he says the Holy Spirit will come and now he says I will also come in him and the father also in him. 
and let us close our eyes and thank God for the word. Father, thank you for your word. As we are going to be cleaning from your word, my God, we are trusting you to explain explicitly to your children the importance of the Holy Spirit as it guides them, as it gives them courage, as it gives them power to live this life and be able to succeed and achieve in Jesus' name. So here, we are going to be looking at the story of David. And the reason why we look at the story of David is because in the Old Testament, we see where God was using the Holy Spirit in his people to be able to achieve work of note. So here, we see David receiving the Holy Spirit and being able to achieve much, much more than what he was able to achieve before then. Why we say the trailblazer is because you know that David had brothers and even though he had brothers, they had not achieved what he was about to achieve. He was about to achieve much, much more. He was about to pioneer. He was about to start things that his brothers had not done. And I'm saying, child of God, with the Holy Spirit in you, you achieve and you become a trailblazer and you pioneer and you do things that even your siblings have not done. Things that even the people in your town are not doing. The people in your country are not doing. You will be a trailblazer because of the Holy Spirit that is in you. Your destiny and your purpose is guided and engineered and empowered and powered by the Holy Spirit. You know, when we are looking at the word, if we can just read about the anointing of David, a bit of underlying facts of what was happening here. It was a time where God had decided that instead of Saul, he was going to anoint David as king. Now, when he was about to anoint David as king, he sent someone out to anoint David as king. And I just want us to first zone in on the fact that when he anointed him, the Holy Spirit landed on him. So that we see that what he was doing afterwards, he was doing empowered by the powerful force that is the Holy Spirit. Samuel 16 verse 13. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brother and the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. Now there are a few things that I'd like us to look at as we follow the life of David, which are going to tell you about the things that the Holy Spirit is capable of doing. You know, you child of God, get the Holy Spirit when you receive Jesus Christ in you. It says in the word, as I read earlier on in John 14, he said, I will send the Holy Spirit to be with you as a helper. Let us go to this story. What we are seeing here is David 
being anointed. But before then, I just want to tell you, child of God, that what had happened here was someone got into this room, and I can even imagine when he comes into this room, into the home of Jesse, he comes and he says to Jesse, Jesse, where are your children? God has sent me to anoint one of your children. Now Jesse brings his sons, all his sons that he thinks could be one of them. And he lines them up. And as he's lined them up, God speaks to someone and says, it is none of these. I'm saying to you, child of God, what God has in store for you, no man can swap. No man can take because God has things for each and every one of us. He has purposed us. He has destined us. It doesn't matter whether you look like you do not deserve these things, but when God has decided you are the one that is this year going to be able to achieve this, it is going to come to you because of the power of the Holy Spirit in you. I'm just saying, before things happen here, God had chosen David. So David is not amongst the chosen. And God says to someone, he is not amongst it because someone had already seen someone who looked deserving, who had even the statue to become king, who even had the look that, you know, if I can put this on and put a crown and put it, he will look like a king. I'm telling you, child of God, there are places where it doesn't look like you fit, it doesn't look like you qualify, it doesn't look like it is your turn to take control or to take over. But because God has decided that this is yours, I'm telling you, child of God, you may not look it, you may not even be born of the family where you think kings come from, where you think people who are going to achieve this position, people who are going to be placed in this kind of a, a situation to achieve the most look like. But when God has decided that my child is going to be this, qualifications are thrown aside. So God says, mm, it's none of these, the men that look proud. And then he asks and says, do you have another son? Then David is called. Now, I can imagine him coming in, and I'm sure most of you can now imagine as he's walking in, he's walking in because he was a man that loved God, that worshipped God. I'm sure he already could sense his things that are coming his way, but he walked in humbly and just walked in, and when he was anointed, there was no question to say, what are you doing? Because he already had God communicating things with him. This was just to verify what God most probably had been telling him out in the field when he was worshipping him. I'm telling you, child of God, it doesn't matter where you are. Once you are waiting for God's direction, whilst you are waiting for God to show you where you're going, it is important to stay worshipping God. It is important to stay communicating to God. It is important to stay fixed in the word of God. It is important to know your place, to not today you are a child of God. When things are tough, you don't know where you stand. Stay being 
being a child of God. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. Stay rooted because when it is the right time, when it is the time for people to see your promotion into the things that God has prepared for you, it will be that time and you must not have moved from your position. He walks in and he is anointed and the Holy Spirit comes upon him. And it is the beginning of a man that was about to pioneer and become a trailblazer. I'm saying child of God. The reason why I'm saying he's a trailblazer is because he is about to do things that none of his household has been able to do. He's about to do things none of his brothers has been able to do because now he has the Holy Spirit in him. You are a privileged child of God because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Sometimes when we try and explain to people the reason why we love God so much and why we find that we can articulate that Jesus is the Lord, they don't understand. And he said earlier on in the word when I read in John 14, they will not know me, they will not understand me. But the Holy Spirit, child of God, is the one that tells us that Jesus is the Lord. Now, if you don't have Jesus in you, if you have not accepted the Lord as your Savior, it is no wonder that you do not understand when we talk about Jesus. I'm just saying, child of God, you are blessed because you know that Jesus is Lord. And if you don't know that Jesus is Lord, I don't blame you. You need to first understand by having Jesus in you and then it will be clear who Jesus is. I'm going back to the Old Testament. We see David is taking a position, but what happens next is David has to go back into the field. Now, child of God, there are times when you feel that you understand what God has laid out for you. Maybe you are in a position at work and you know that this is nowhere I should end, but child of God, it is clear that when things are yours, they are yours. Maybe you are in a marriage and it feels uncomfortable and things don't look good at that particular time. David went into the field and someone else would have said, but I have been anointed king. How can I still be having sheep? I'm just saying, child of God, maybe you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're saying, Holy Spirit, this marriage that is here, I don't see how this thing that looks upside down shows that there is Jesus in this. I don't see that my child that you've given me and you've blessed me with, I don't see that in this home that I have given to you, that you have anointed me and given me the Holy Spirit, I don't see my children changing. I don't see things in my home changing. I'm saying, child of God, God is working in the midst of whatever you are in. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. I repeat that Jesus is working. God is working and you are still to see what is happening in your life. So David goes back to the field, but when the Holy Spirit finds it's the right time for him to start the journey, he is brought back. And once he was in the, once 
he was already working in the field, the power that God had given him, he was starting to use. And he says here in the word, when he talks about it later on, when he's faced with challenges, he remembers that when he was in the field, there were things that he was doing for God, and there were things that he was able to achieve. And one of them, he says, when the lion came and took one of the sheep, I could open its mouth, take out the sheep. Listen to me, child of God. If you are opening a mouth and you are using the other hand to take out the sheep, who's keeping the mouth open? It can only be the Holy Spirit that has the power to even do all of that. And he could even do mighty things, even the baby would just grab their jaws and up in the But what I'm trying to say is that he already had the supernatural power that comes from the Holy Spirit. So child of God, never underestimate the power that is in you. The power that is in you. Walk with courage, knowing that God has given you the power to tread on the devil to be able to do whatever even if you are sick you can walk out and find yourself out have the courage don't have fear say the power that is in me the holy spirit that is in me has the power to heal the power to even give me life and i will walk out of here so david is now turning and i can see him going would have been sent by his father it's like he's a little boy and he's going he's going to give the brothers their food and as he is walking he hears that challenging philistine challenging the children of god now as they are challenging the children of god it's the philistine himself god and himself like in our life I would say it is like those giants in your life that are challenging you. But because he had the courage that comes with the Holy Spirit, if you can listen to me, child of God, I'm mentioning some of the things that come with having the Holy Spirit in you. The courage that came on him, he could even ask, who is it that is challenging the army of God? And because of the Holy Spirit in him, at that particular time, he knew that, you know, because the Holy Spirit gives you so much wisdom and he gives you so much knowledge. He knew at that particular time that, you know what, this Philistine is not challenging me. That he's not challenging anyone. If he's challenging the army of God, he is challenging the God himself. I'm saying, child of God, even in your life, when there are things that are threatening you, they are not threatening you, they are threatening God because you are the child of God. So he could easily say, I can defeat him because he knew he is standing for God wants. God is looking for someone that he at this particular time has the faith and trust him that he could take a stone and that stone track a bit, they take him to Saul to say, listen to this boy. The boy says, yeah, I can defeat him. David says to the king, I can defeat God. Now, child of God, listen
devil is going to cut short. He takes the armor, but he takes it off. At the same time, of God, how can a king be given just a boy his armor? At that particular time, he is already showing what is to come, that this boy is going to become king. As the boy lives, so the king asks, whose son is he? When he leaves, he's going to attack Goliath. You know, child of God, when you are going to attack whatever giants are in your life, have the courage that you are going with the power of the Holy Spirit. Have the courage that who is in your side is bigger than the one that is in the world. Have the courage that the one that you are going with has already won the battle. So as he's leaving, he has that faith. He has that courage. In fact, as he is picking up the stone, I can imagine, you know, when God is in it, the Holy Spirit at that particular time turned a stone into a bullet. He turned a sling into a gun. It was way before the time of the sling, of the gun and the bullet, but the impact of the stone was like the impact of a gun that shoots straight and kills immediately. When you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you have greater power than you can imagine, and it does much more than what you can do as a human being. So David Made much 
even when our capabilities have been made much, much more, we use it for the goodness of God. We use it for the elevation of the Lord Jesus. We use it so that people can learn and understand that the one that is in us is the one that rules. The one that is in us is the Father. The one that is in us is Jesus himself. So here we see him asking, whose son are you? Even his brother at that particular time was shut up because they've been telling him, why are you here? So with the spirit of God, he was able to achieve even much, much more. And we've seen already the gifts of the Holy Spirit portrayed. We've seen courage has been portrayed. We've seen wisdom has been portrayed in the story. We've seen knowledge of the fact that if things are of God, if the war is between God, the other person doesn't win. God is the winner. We've seen a lot of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, we notice that what David was doing was what Zachariah talks about, where he says, it is not by might that we do things, but by the power of the Spirit. Now this year, we are going to be seeing great things manifested because of the power of the Holy Spirit. If I can read the verse, Zechariah 4, verse 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now God is saying it is not by our power, because our power is limited. It is not by our might, because our might is limited. But it is by his spirit that has even greater power than we can ever imagine. The same power that made Jesus rise up from the dead. So child of God, we've seen how David was able to portray the power that was in him, the power that is found in the Lord our God through the Holy Spirit. Now I want to mention a few other things that I have learned from having the power of the in fact, if I can read the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the ones that are mentioned in Isaiah 11 from 2 to 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. This is Isaiah prophesying on the gift of the Spirit that will reside in Jesus. And as we accepted Jesus, we were able to get the Holy Spirit in us. Now Jesus, as he lives, he promises us the Holy Spirit. There are things we learned from David on how, when we have the Holy Spirit in us, how to walk trusting the Holy Spirit. Because David showed that he walked trusting the Holy Spirit. Even when time came for him to run away from 
Saul, when Saul was now jealous of his power, you could see he was guided by the Holy Spirit. When to run, when to come back, when to respect the authority of him, that of the, of the king and not kill him, he was guided by the Holy Spirit. The wisdom and the knowledge was because of the Spirit in him. How I know that he was guided and all, because it said earlier on, Because 
every opportunity that he sees, he sees it as an opportunity for people to see the God that is in him. He takes it that gives him the courage to do even more because God is about to do things that the world has not seen him do in a human being. And even in you take courage because God is about to turn around situations and the world will know that it can only be God. We see number two, wisdom being sought and trusted because he sought wisdom of God. From time to time, he would act and ask the wisdom of God because he knew that it is God who gives him the power to win even in wars. He would ask for God's wisdom. David had his faults that we all know. He was human being just like we are human being. But he knew the power and understood the God that was in him. And he walked and tried by all means to ensure that he repented and corrected his ways at any point in time where he ended, to a point where God said he's a man of that his own Number three, he had understanding. The Holy Spirit gives you understanding of truths that are beyond any other person when they think with their mind. And he understood things that even when you look at them, you can say, how can I refuse to take an armor and a sword and just take a stone? It is because he had an understanding that was deeper. He had a discernment because of the Holy Spirit that is in you. Now I'm saying, child of God, with the Holy Spirit in you, you have a discernment that is deeper. You have an understanding that is deeper. Never underestimate that. Always seek to even read in the scriptures. The scriptures, the Holy Spirit in you will even make you have an understanding and a discernment of notes. Number four, the Holy Spirit in him made him understand and judge things rightly and promptly. Because one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is that we are able to judge things rightly and promptly especially in difficult situations. When situations are difficult, the Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what to use. And I can assure you, child of God, if it is not according to the word of God, no right there and then that it is not of God. I've seen people trying to justify things and yet they are going against the word of God. Your calibration should be, is this according to the word of God? So his judgment was enhanced by the Holy Spirit. Now, it is very important not to suppress the Holy Spirit when he gives you good judgment and tells you, what to do because when you suppress the Holy Spirit you are now going to be acting according to what is human and human. He had deep knowledge to see things according to God's perspective. 
when we have godliness, we have deep knowledge to see things according to God's perspective. Where people see giants, God does not see giants. God sees an end. So when you look at things with God's perspective, it's because of the spirit that is in you. May the spirit that is in you make you see things with God's perspective. And when you see things with God's perspective, there is hope instead of despair. When you see things with God's perspective, there is bravery instead of fear. Because you know God is going to conquer. When you see things with God's perspective, you see achievements where others see impossibilities. When you see things with God's perspective, you see that the mountains that are in front of you are about to be leveled because you are looking at things with God's eyes. I'm reminded of Paul. Paul was seeing the children of God Paul, not the Paul that we saw, not the Saul in the Old Testament. Saul, who later became Paul in the New Testament. He was a guy that was killing the children of God. But when his eyes were opened, he when Jesus came into him and his eyes were opened, the same people that he was seeing as villains, as people to kill as people to take and imprison for people to kill them he started to see them as children of God because he was now seeing with the eyes of Jesus he was now seeing with the eyes of the Holy Spirit he was now seeing things differently I'm just saying child of God with the Holy Spirit in you start seeing things differently if not pray to God that may you show me God where you are taking my marriage that looks upside down so that I can see things the way that you see them so that I may see hope instead of dire despair because you are now seeing things with the eyes of God that is the knowledge where God makes us see things with his He gives us reverence. A person with reverence recognizes that God is the one that is in total control. When you know that God is in total control, you do not even give a tiny space for the devil to convince you that he can do otherwise. Because you've given 100% control total control. That is when the Holy Spirit in us helps us to understand that everything that is going to happen in my life is completely controlled by God. And I'm saying, child of God, you must continue to have that conviction because that conviction gives you the faith and the hope and the power and the strength to forge ahead because you know that when God has 100% control, He has the power to do good and He has given me a future and a future that is right. And lastly, number seven, fear of the, the 
Jesus with you as your Lord and Savior. You know God, you know Jesus, but you have never 